Hubhopper Originals. We are a born free and equal, free to walk and free to talk. Don't discriminate, learn to appreciate, so you don't have to imitate. Don't be the one to hate, it's never too late. You got the right to life, innocent to prove it guilty, you can say what you like. Gotta get the education, don't throw it away, know your human rights, cause it can help you someday. the Born Free and Equal podcast with United for Human Rights, Hubhopper and Raindrop Media as Media Director. I'm your host, Fraser Scott, International Ambassador of United for Human Rights. Sitting in my sanitized room, clean hands covered in gloves, sprayed with virus disinfectant, but longing to not let my true thoughts be masked to have unsanitized conversation and join others in viral, infectious laughter. But I shall long no longer, for joining us on today's show is Filmfare, Screen, and IFA award-winning producer, writer and director of such legendary films as Jab We Met, Love Ajkal, and Rockstar, the Rockstar himself, Imtiaz Ali! Welcome, Imtiaz. So nice to have you on our show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Fraser. Thank you, Sheena. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Great. I'd also like to welcome South Asia Ambassador for United for Human Rights, an actress who was awarded the Hero Award at the United Nations in New York last year for her work educating 70 million people about their human rights and who used her speech at the United Nations to call for mandatory human rights education in South Asia. Sheena Chohan! Thank you so much, and thank you for joining us, Imtiaz. You know, as the romance king of the Hindi film industry, I'm so pleased that you chose possibly the most romantic right of all, which is freedom of thought. It's the right of poets and painters and dreamers of all those who could imagine a better world and then actually make one. As a writer, your characters break society's norms, they change their minds and search deeply to find their true selves, which would be impossible if you were not free to imagine their freedom. So let's take a look at the very right which guarantees you and all of us the freedom Article 18 of the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which says everyone has the right to freedom of thought, their own understanding of right and wrong and religion. This includes freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom either alone in community with others in public or private to show by actions or appearance his religion or belief in teaching, practice, worship and observance. So basically, according to the United Nations, as long as you don't get in the way of anyone else's right, you have the right to think as you wish, decide what is good or bad according to you, choose your religion and practice it as you want. Isn't that powerful, Imtiaz? Yes, that's awesome. And that's elemental to the existence of mankind, I feel. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, Imtiaz, why did you choose this ride? I chose this ride because I feel that thought comes before action, thought comes before ambition, before any journey is taken, any endeavor is exercised, there is the thought of it. And uh, while it is true that sometimes we do not reach our destination, but it's also true that we live our lives in this journey and everything that we have, we gather from these endeavors. Truncation of the right to thought would mean that journeys before they are committed will have to be aborted. Plans before they are made will have to be stopped. And I feel there is no bigger form of repression than to sanction the thoughts that a person might have in his head. I feel that it is clear that nature has made every individual human being unique. And to not be able to think uniquely is going to be, I feel, an act against nature. Yes, yes, that's very, very beautiful because we're unique. So therefore, if you chop off somebody's thought, you're cutting off God. It's true. I feel mm. that even before God comes thought of God. So, mm. you know, because all you and I might differ in our opinion, it's like I'm reminded of uh, Plato's Republic who says that before anything is constructed, made, understood, there is a the thought of it. So you can't get in over there inside a person's brain and sanction this. And that's so yes. powerful because if you look at it like that, the respect that then you would want to give the other individual because what is he except his thoughts, right? There's a beautiful quote by Rumi, look past your thoughts so you may drink the pure nectar of the moment. But in this moment, let us drink the pure nectar of the thoughts of those great minds who gave us the constitution. Its introduction guarantees citizens of India will have liberty of thought, expression, belief, faith and worship. Unquote. And Article 25 of the Indian constitution says, as long as it doesn't harm public order, morality and health or other freedoms in the constitution, all persons are equally entitled to freedom of their own understanding of right and wrong and the right to state strongly or publicly one's belief and to practice and to spread and promote their religion. Now, if you imagine if this was really applied and people really practiced it, what kind of a world would that be? Yes, I feel that the individuality of a person is what he really brings to a party, to any union of people. If individuality is taken away, then it's almost like taking away one person from it. And if we cannot respect and tolerate each other's thoughts, then it's the same as being divided, the same as being uh, weaker. And to cause this to our own society is something which is strange because an enemy is supposed to do it. Yes, exactly. And people do use that as the way to divide. And it is an enemy who does that. Whether it's a, an internal or external enemy, there's no better way to ruin a group than to stop people being able to be themselves. It, it robs all the color from life. Yeah, yes. And you know, there is this, I forget the school of thought, which says that the total is larger than the sum of its parts. You know, mm -hmm. the whole is always larger. And I feel that when different opinions meet, when different faiths and beliefs meet, that's when a larger whole can get set. It's not really arithmetic in that way. Yes, you need all of us to contribute our own unique ideas and viewpoints to be able to build something truly beautiful. If you cut
cut off parts of that beautiful shape or that beautiful existence, which is all of us together, you ruin something beautiful. And also what you said, Imtiaz, about respect, because each individual needs to be a part of that larger whole for that whole to come about. And then only if one part can respect the other, like if we all respected each other's thoughts, what a world would it be? I mean, Mm. the wars and planetary conflicts is because people have objections or they don't believe somebody, they believe someone is wrong or right, or basically it's a disrespect of each other, which again then stems down to their thoughts. Yeah, I'd like, since I mentioned Plato already, I'd like to, you know, you I got reminded about this time in Greece, in prehistory, where Socrates and Plato and Aristotle and all of them would sit and they would debate. There would be open forums where they would what's called dispute, uh, quote unquote, dispute with each other. The exercise was called dispute and they would come and they would oppose each other's views. They would talk about their own views. They would criticize each other. Yet they were all friends. In fact, Socrates was the guru of Plato. Aristotle was Plato's disciple, yet he had written the criticism for Plato's Republic, which is as important as the Republic itself. So 2,500 years before this, there were 10,000 people in the city of Athens, and we today know the names of at least 25 of them, who used to sit and dispute together. Without dispute, none of that would have happened. So many theories that have come through because of that group of people wouldn't have happened if they could not enjoy each other's idea. It was only possible because they collaborated, they opposed each other, they come, they came up with answers to questions, you know, they were opposed and therefore they had to think more. That's how the whole became larger than the sum of its parts. It's so important. So, MTS, what are the major issues facing the country today regarding freedom of thought? In the world I travel, and so in our country as well, I feel that people are finding it very difficult to accept somehow that other people might have a different opinion, a different thought, a different faith. And it is mind-blowing that we are progressing so much in so many aspects of life in the world, but when it comes to the acceptance of somebody else's ideas or thoughts, we are being very, we are regressing as a world community. And I find that very strange. And I find that very, very extremely counterproductive. Also, social media has a way of making this divide sharper to an extent where even words like secularism and nationality have acquired a different significance and a different meaning than what they are supposed to be. At this time, when people are scared of talking openly to other people without knowing their political opinion or their religious opinion, is a very dangerous time because it's it's a time where no progress can be made. Yes, it's very strange and it is disheartening because you see people post, like for example, uh, on Republic World, the news channel, they posted the story of this podcast and I could not believe uh, you're talking about human rights. You're talking about artists promoting human rights, the comments underneath it. I was like, how could you possibly hate and destroy something that what could be the argument against that but there were 76 no, but there was nothing. it wasn't about human rights it was about that artist that they just had different opinions sure. or whatever sure. it wasn't anything about human rights but it does leave you open to public scrutiny it's just that if somebody 
post a point of view or an opinion the basic basic disrespect of that thought it boils down to them attacking or you know going against them and yeah. which is really i mean what is freedom of thought at the end of the day it's like each one has their own perspective opinion and ideas to share and that and like you rightly said that the social media is a great example of where you can see this being violated again and again so we need to step up and the change occurs where people stop this kind of a behavior like i know an artist would stop being on twitter she deactivated yep. her account because she just didn't want being attacked anymore what a shame yep and this happens to all of us i'm sure people in every uh, capacity have faced this like i would make a post and i'd already be aware that there is an aspect of this that can perhaps be construed by somebody to be criticized in a certain way but i have to do it because you know i have to do it this is what i feel and i'm not much on social media but believe me i share phrases exasperation because somehow people find a way of putting in a criticism that i had never thought was possible <laughs> from that bloody post you know it's it's quite interesting and innovative they find a way uh, yeah <laughs> right yes <Yeah. laughs> that's so, right so just a harmless uh, like can evoke such a strong reaction <laughs> how strange it is you would think that social media with communication of a billion people 2 billion people able to talk well there's many obviously there's many many benefits but what's happening is that because you've got all these people talking and talking and talking ideas are being exchanged but but then there's more of a brute kind of idea that's coming up that's rising and then if we just keep talking keep talking keep talking hopefully it'll go away i mean maybe that's just blind optimism it can um, go away with uh, keeping on talking but also these things can get institutionalized there are, there's a lot of foul play that can happen as as well it's going to be very difficult to actually keep the noise level the same for what is the true sound being made on social media to what is false and i feel extremism and moderation moderation never screams it is always easier to hear extreme thoughts you know it's very difficult to make a silent protest yes we if we could all be like gandhi yes yeah. ultimately it'd be very boring if you know we all thought the same thing yeah imtiaz yeah. knows that very well i mean all your films are so full of unique characters uh, imtiaz and defined by the individuality he actually thought up geet who was willing to run away from home because she wouldn't fit into a box <laughs> that was expected of her and then he dreamed up ranbir kapoor's iconic nonconformist in a rock star singing sada haq for his freedom <laughs> to be who he wanted to be yeah, that actually means so, this <laughs> put my right over here and I, i think through your characters as well you've exemplified or lived or kind of shown how this right really exists about freedom of thought through your stories i mean you as a director as a writer you've communicated this message actually in a lot of ways uh, mm. in theas and it, who knows how many lives and who geet is a character even today we speak about and get inspired because of the freedom of thought that she uh, had or the guts she had or she didn't want to fit into that box thank you for giving us these films and characters no i'm glad you see it that way and if uh, any of my characters or any of my work can actually give 
the feeling of freedom or an encouragement to the freedom of thought then it's, it's going to be a real bonus for me even even for me to be here and make movies or for you to be there and do what you're doing and all of us you know it is only because we had the freedom to think this first otherwise somebody living in a middle class family in a small town would never be a film director would never be having none of the what happens which is interesting and event worth talking about would have occurred at all if if thought was not free and i have also been with those people who have been under sanction of thought in various in different countries you know like there was the czech republic my friends over there at a certain time had gone through this difficulty where they could not openly express what they felt and that is really terrible that really stunts their growth i've seen that effect on those people and it it happens from time to time it has happened in the past to various communities and and to various individuals of course and it's really a, it doesn't sound so but it can be a huge disadvantage definitely i mean actually vaslav havel the way that he was a main part of the overthrowing of what happened in the Czech Republic with the Velvet Revolution he concentrated on human rights he heavily promoted human rights and because of that that's how he got amnesty involved that's how he got the west criticizing the the regime so it was by the promotion and education of human rights that that regime was overthrown but also he was a poet and a writer and yes, a theater, yes. uh, director and through his art and his films yes, he overthrew the government because he really communicated these mm-hmm. messages and even bjarne uh, baker who said that freedom of mind is real freedom a person whose mind is not free though he may not be in chains is a slave not a free man one whose mind is not free though he may not be in prison he is a prisoner not a free man and one whose mind is not free though alive is no better than dead so freedom of mind is the proof of one's existence this is a quote from bjarne baker yeah so mts why is it important people are aware of and accept this right to be united to be the best versions of themselves i feel that when you infringe upon the right of freedom of thought of somebody you also infringe upon the freedom of thought in yourself you do not give something that might be in your mind a chance to grow and without this change without the growth of ideas within yourself you'd become stunted you'd not really become what you otherwise could have it's like you become a better version of yourself when you are actually given ideas and thoughts to deal with which are not your own which are perhaps opposed to your own and then when also when people can accept the fact that other people will not share their ideas and thoughts and faiths about everything but then they can still be together as a community as a nation that is when you become stronger otherwise no unity can exist if there is a divide on matters of religion or or belief or faith or the choice of shampoo etc then all of us will be in a different group and without any kind of unity the nation really cannot go anywhere as i said this would be the role of a villain in a movie or an enemy we need to watch out against that yes totally and the most difficult thing that you can have freedom of thought about is when you're faced with such an enemy to be able to have that freedom in the face of opposition yeah it's true i'd gone to see the u2 concert in mumbai 
And when Bono comes on stage, he says that I am the latest pilgrim to the land of nonviolent protest. These were his words. And they were so inspiring at that time because there was a lot of unrest regarding the NRC and, you know, Shaheen Bagh and all of those issues were right. And it was so politically charged to comment on it because then there were these two sides that had been created. And he came in and he said that what's happening is terrible. But uh, if somebody has an opinion to say that it's not good, then he has the right to protest. I mean, this is the land of Gandhi. And I'm the mm. latest pilgrim in it. It was so beautifully done. He opened so many yeah. people's minds by saying that. It's the power of the artist. Uh. Right. And also speaking truth to power, being able to maintain your own position takes guts. Look at our greatest heroes through the ages. Freedom fighters were jailed or killed because their thoughts were opposed to those in power. But seeing as they fought for our rights, and in many cases, one, you'd think things would be easier now. But actually, in fact... While freedom of thought is written in the constitution, that really doesn't mean like the wave of a fairy wand. It just appears and lasts for thousands of years. This freedom still to this day has to be defended. And like you said, Imtiaz, it's it comes with being able to you know express yourself, yes, but also being able to respect each other's thoughts and opinions. But at the same time, understanding this perspective of how we are so unique cause of our thoughts, you know, that's very powerful as a thought, like the way the way you started. Yeah, there's so, a very funny thing that I think about about freedom of thought, which I'd like to say. Usually every thought, everyone who has a certain thought follows somebody else who's had that thought before, whether it be a religious prophet or a mathematician, perhaps a scientist or a film star or whoever. Everybody is following somebody else and they are opposing the free thought of other people without realizing that anybody all of these great people that we respect, every Buddha or Jesus, or all of these people are who they are because of their free thought. It is not even to oppose anybody that you have free thought. It is just to exist in your prime value that you have free thought. And if these people had not had that free thought, then these other people wouldn't be following them and opposing other people's opinions. So it, it really, somehow, it's so ironical that we follow such great people and we emulate nothing from their lives or existence. Oh, this is the human condition. I mean, it's very, very strange that you would have crusades in the name of a man who said, love thy enemy. <laughs> yes. yeah. Killing in the name of love. Yes, it's amazing. And this is what Justice called from the Supreme Court of India says that, uh, I quote, intolerance is utterly in incompatible with democratic values. This attitude is totally opposed to our Indian mindset and tradition. It must be realized that intolerance has a fear-inducing, inhibiting effect on freedom of thought and discussion, unquote. Powerful, Sheena. So, Tiaz, what can be done to realistically make this right a fact? Is there anything you've done or seen done which was effective to help make a change? I think some sort of education, but simple education by letting people know what is actually written in the Constitution of India. As, for instance, in this session, Sheena has been doing what is written in various peace accords what is written in various religions that we believe in or not believe in. So the facts of the case really have to be brought to the fore. Here in a world where people are talking so much and so many opinions are being 
put there are so many quotes that are being made on social media and in conversation which are completely untested and unfounded and often manipulative the actual text needs to be put out there as much as possible even what i'm saying is my opinion but you can have your opinion by looking at certain things that are actually absolute facts the indian penal code is a fact you can just put it out there if i know it it will be very difficult to deceive me if i know what's written in the constitution clearly and not everything but you know systematically easily put out there for the young generation to know it it will be more difficult for 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 somebody to you know beguile me and yeah and to distract me from the course yeah you know one of the dreams that we see one day happening is that you know these human rights or the united nations universal declaration of human rights or even like you rightly said what is there in the constitution i remember i was in calcutta and i was in uh, loreto I, i was in a convent and we used to have these oh, moral wow, I stood outside your school a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, Romeo, we had these yeah i i you know and we had these moral value classes in tias and they where we yeah. used to learn about the values i mean i imagine one day having mandatory human rights education in our classrooms where the youth is taught what are your 30 basic fundamental human rights what the constitution says and like you rightly said this idea of if we have the knowledge of our rights they cannot be violated yeah and also you know sometimes you make this mistake of making human rights uncool i mm-hmm. feel that if we can present all of this information and all of these very important things in in cool packets you know not make it a like we had the moral science class in our time as well and it was just like a drab boring class where you no know, we could we were told yeah. that jesus said uh, do unto others and blah 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 and we didn't mm-hmm. care we were in the third grade we wanted to go out and play soccer it wasn't mm-hmm. cool to us at that point of time but i think that young people take a lot to being uh, smarter than the others or being cool and if it can be done in a fad way that this is told to them then it will be really awesome i think it will be really real service to society well that's uh that's how our organization was formed we we've reached so yeah, that's right. i felt that's how they hired you for this job uh-huh. great thank you <laughs> well what happened <laughs> with with united for human rights there was the youngest ever graduate of usc what's the film school sherry con son goes to i think it's usc his name is taron lexon and he is literally a genius he graduated the the full course when he was 19 years old wow. and his mother gave him the job of making a she just said look because she's a dr mary shuttleworth she's a human rights educator she said make her a music video for me she's our president yeah he made such a song such a video um a rap it, song cool rap song so cool wow. Wow. it got played at sundance it won i think it was 17 international film festivals it went viral like crazy we send it to you we'll send it to you oh, yeah, do that was, please do that mm, but it, it was yeah. so successful that our entire organization got launched by that and he got the funding to make every single human right into a 60 second film and because it's cool and because people want to watch films that's how we've educated 700 million people that's your yeah so you're right and we want to do the same in in india in tia yeah. so we're going to call on you to direct freedom of thought the 60 second film okay <laughs> i would love it i would love it the idea like you rightly said is 
is to just educate the youth and be able to communicate the message of the facts of what exists and the truth in a way that is acceptable, that is cool, basically that people can accept and have and is a reality to them. I don't know if you remember uh, a few years back, I was helping your daughter Ida with her poetry talking about the youth and we yes. ended up getting a poem yeah, in the Times of India. So freedom of thought really runs in your genes. I'm glad you mentioned that, yeah. And she's also writing and directing right now. So that's amazing. Oh, yes, yeah. Fiercely her own master. And uh, mm-hmm. I think she believes in the freedom of thought to, to a really an extreme. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I also want to give two more quotes quickly by the legendary Eleanor Roosevelt, who made it her mission in life to bring the countries of the world together to write the United Nations Universal Declaration on Human Rights. She said, I quote, that everyone has the right to freedom of thought and their own idea of right and wrong and religion. This right includes freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom, either alone or in a community with others and in public or private, to manifest his religion or belief in teaching, practice, worship and observance, unquote. And lastly, another legend and poet for the ages, Bob Dylan, who said, I quote, I think of a hero as someone who understands the degree of responsibility that comes with his freedom, unquote. Yes, great point, Sheena. You know, with true freedom of thought, it's very, very powerful. And with that comes great responsibility. So, Imtiaz, do you have any stories of your own about the importance of freedom of thought? Like almost every story, for instance, in the mythology of India, is a story of the freedom of thought. If Krishna would behave in a certain way and he would steal the clothes of these girls that went bathing... In, in the river and he would ask them to parade naked in front of them and they accepted it and this is a forum for human rights i'm not really going into the detail of the philosophy over here but the fact is that he was different he would steal he would do various things yet you accept him in this society we accept him like a god figure because there was because the fact that he was different was understood by this society there, are, there is so much conflict and chaos in the Mahabharata, in the Ramayana. Everybody has a different point of view. Everybody is opposed to each other in terms of their views, but all characters are accepted. I think we are a very, very accepting society. But more, you know, uh, I, I feel that as, as much as can be revealed about positive cases, about cases where people have helped the other. Do you know that Shivaji's, Shivaji, the great Maharaj, Chhatrapati Shivaji's main chieftain was a Muslim man. Yeah, so just things like that need to be, they need to come out of history of things that have, have actually happened. And here we are, some of us, trying to associate Shivaji to a certain religion only. So, and there are millions of cases in every community which we must, you know, extract and put out there. But uh, tell me something, is there a kind of particular perspective you go for that you want to communicate through your films or, because there's of course romance, but is there a particular pattern you follow or a particular form of thought or a message or through your characters you try to communicate? I mean, you said in inspiring and uh, encouraging characters, but anything about well, freedom of thought? It's not as though I do it deliberately. I feel that uh, my own uh, comforts and discomforts or fears come through in the characters and films that I make. But I feel that looking into myself, I am extremely uncomfortable in a situation where I would not feel free. 
to express myself i i would flutter like i even talking about it gives me the goosebumps so i guess that aspect comes through in the work that i do and yes now that you are mentioning i do feel that the character or almost every film of mine is in a way about freedom having free thought whether it is from a social institution or even from a previous decision like the ability to change one's own mind to it's always a struggle for freedom ultimately i feel that none of my movies is actually about boy meet girl ultimately that is never the the end result of any of these films and i feel that for every artist i think every artist would value the freedom of thought the most because it is in thought that he actually creates um, so for me individually it is no coincidence that this is the most important given right that's why artists have come forward to do this show because artists care about freedom because they're the ones who need freedom the most to be able to create So we're going to jump into a rapid fire round MTS. All right. What's the first image that comes to your mind when you think of freedom of thought? It's a uh, clouds in the sky. Nice. Great. <laughs> Who's your human right hero and why? I think it is Mahatma Gandhi. I know him obviously more than the leaders of other nations but it's it's because he did it in a very different way than most other people in the world so he did it in such a strong and such an effective way that he remains my big hero great he led the other leaders yes it's true so what animal best represents freedom of thought for you a bird somehow a falcon yes. or, yeah What film best represents freedom of thought? <laughs> the one that's coming to mind is uh, Braveheart. Freedom of Braveheart. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Because it's that yeah. right without wearing any trousers. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> skirts, yeah. And who is the most original thinker that you've heard of? I feel a uh, lot of poets come in over there I feel Rumi, Fez, Shakespeare I think so many poets actually there is this uh, Fernando Pessoa who is a Portuguese poet contemporary many poets come to my mind yeah because they really really think in a very free manner the thing about poetry is it's so direct it's not like a film you have to go and make money and you have to convince this person to, with sure. poetry it's yeah you and your quill right what one single thought most changed the world the red apple oh the original sin <laughs> the original sin that's what i meant right yes that's true that's true um which oh because that's disobedience isn't it that completely signifies the whole thing it's being willing to disagree beautiful i love that lovely beautiful very inspiring end of rapid fire in this last question for me do you have any message of hope for our listeners in these difficult days somehow looking at the sky looking at the sun and the moon gives me a lot of hope in these days because the sky the sun and the moon all look cleaner than they have ever in my life uh, <laughs> i've always heard that there is a silver lining to every cloud here there is actually a silver lining to every cloud <laughs> that you see and uh, living yeah. in bombay if i can um, so enjoy it i think everyone should there are lots of things that can be said and 
sound meaningful, but I w- I feel that a lot of strength can be derived from nature. I think it's a terrible time in many ways for humanity, but it is also a time where we can look at something which we would have lost, are losing, and can still save, which is our ecology. Very true. And it, look at the positive. Instead of looking at it as half empty, look at it as half full right. and be positive and enjoy each moment and each day. Now, Fraser has my favorite question of the day. Fraser? Imtiaz, what would the future be like if this right was 100% float? I feel that there would be many more scientists, many more thinkers, movie makers. It would be a fierce world. It would be a happier world. It would be a a more passionate world. And I think a lot of things that we struggle to find solutions of, we would find solutions. Because I feel that if thought is free, it is very, very difficult to inflict any other kind of oppression. And if there's a world without oppression, that would be the kind of world that God actually meant it to be. Amazing. Very, very inspiring. With total freedom of thought, there would be world peace because we would be able to tolerate each other. And with world peace, mankind would be free to conquer our real enemies, which is war and poverty and hunger and climate change and also free to reach the stars, achieve our dreams. Well, Imtiaz, freedom of thought may have been a subject of discussion, but you've had so many fascinating points Like, for example, how it's important to respect each other, how it's important to get education in the system or even just the youth and the real facts out there so the basic values are not violated. Then to, in our own little ways or through our art or whatever we do, we can communicate what we want to, the message of freedom and freedom of thought back. And is there anything else you feel you'd like to communicate as a message? I also feel that this act that anybody can do in support of freedom of thought is very important and very urgent because we are already living in a world where despite so much human right and so much sanctity of behavior in the way that it's kind of difficult for me to, you know, people can't even touch each other uh, without the infringement of some sort of, uh, like being without being impolite. The world is so impolite and perfect. Yet the largest industry perhaps in this world is warfare, where Mm -hmm. things are being designed and millions and millions of dollars are being spent on developing techniques of how to kill more effectively other people, how to inflict more harm to them in such a civilized world, you know, so... We have fast become so hypocritical. How is it not uh, staring at us on our faces? So I feel that this is very, very urgent, this action to be taken. Yes. Yeah, very, very fascinating and very inspiring. I won't be free to think about anything else all week. But unfortunately, the thought that I have now is that we have to thank you for your thoughts and give you your freedom as we've come to the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you, MTS. Thank you, Sheena. I'd like to end by letting you know United for Human Rights provides free online human rights courses as well as delivers free curriculums to any school or university in the world. Please go to humanrights.com and start a course and tell any school or university you know to order their free curriculum. It's been so inspiring to hear MTS's stories, but now we want to hear yours. Please record a maximum 90-second video with stories of your points of view, struggles and successes to do with the right to freedom of thought 
and we'll upload them on our YouTube channel. And send us your freedom of thought artworks, drawings, poems, paintings, etc. We're running a contest to show our favorite chosen stories and artworks on the screen at the United Nations in New York next year. Email your videos and art to Fraser at humanrights.com. That's F R A S E R at the rate humanrights.com. Lastly, if you want to help spread awareness of basic rights and equality, get in touch. We need all the help we can get. Thank you, Imtiaz, for your inspiring words. Thank you. It was oh. a pleasure being here. Thank you, Imtiaz. Uh, Human rights define the word equality. If we don't respect and love each other, we're just living a lie. Because united starts with you and I. You feel me? free to prance and what i'm saying gotta keep it together no matter how bad the weather it will be all right keep it tight because we all got our freedom rights every day from the night to the broad daylight don't discriminate or to appreciate so you don't have to imitate don't be the one to hate it's never too late you got the right to life, innocent to prove it guilty, you can say what you like, gotta get the education, don't throw it away, know your human rights, cause it can help you someday. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट